show. See? And everyone calls the greatest podcast the last. See? It's a show. It's called Geek Stars. Yeah. Yeah, see? Geek Stars. Now on with the show. I can't see. And welcome to episode 90, part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Bugsy. Hey. <laughs> Oh, great, Bugsy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see? We're here for laughs. Make me laugh, Ed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the, the wrong guy. You have to talk to Sean. He's not available right now, see? He's in the crapper. He's in the... Oh, great. Yeah, see? He's dropping the Jawas off at the side of the pit, see? Yeah, see? <laughs> You'll never take me alive, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> anyway. Hi, kids. It's Sean. You're back. Hey, welcome back, Sean. I had to push Bugsy Malone out of the way. <laughs> yeah, sir. I'm coming back, sir. <sighs> anyway. All right. <laughs> so welcome to Part Dose. Yes. Where we bring you life, the universe, and everything with Erica. That? It, was, it was the end of Twilight Zone. Oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? I'm just kind of like, just goofing off. This is the I don't care part of the show. It's the liner saying, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. We Do we have a program for you? Because on the air, I'm so business professional-like and... I need some time to, you know, kick back and relax. And this is what I do. And I become free. I become myself, Ed. I become myself. I'm just free. Yeah, see? I can just kick back and go, yeah, I'm here to have a good time. Just like all you other listeners. When I'm on the air, I'm trying to be professional and, and you know, on point and never stray from the topic at hand. I, I, you know, I try to be informative and make, you know, sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> you okay? You got something in your throat? Yes. You want to drink water? I'm good. I'm yeah, right. I just gotta get back. I'm just one of the <laughs> listeners. Going, dude, man, those guys are fucking funny. That one guy talks out of his ass all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know it's me, but who cares? Listen to him, he's funny. <laughs> I just sit back and mock him all the time. It's so easy. He's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> He's so big It's like shooting fish in a barrel Doesn't take much folks He looks like Peter Griffin There you go There you go I'm setting you up <laughs> See He sounds like him too What a goofus Oh my goodness <laughs> What Goofus and his buddy Gallant, <laughs> Goofus and Gallant. You ever heard of those two? No. Uh, it was always one of those. It was a a program I'm talking about. Like I think it was Christian values. Yeah. Like oh no, it was like Goofus doesn't really know how to pay attention in school. Where Gallant does his homework every oh, day. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know their names, but that was yeah. good. Goofus and Gallant. Goofus doesn't know how to talk to women, so he'll die alone. Where Gallant. <laughs> He's, he's very courteous and always opens the door for women. 
<laughs> Gallant's a serial killer, but no one seems to pay attention because he's so nice. <laughs> Where Goofus is just wumbling along, wanting to pet rabbits, Gallant's off slicing women's guts open. <laughs> Come join the laughter. I don't remember those. <laughs> Well, that's what eventually it leads to because Goofus is being the doofus. Like, yeah. you know, Goofus is the guy who's like an idiot, yeah. who's rude and he's crass. And you have Galan, who's like the model person. Like, if you want, you know, Goofus doesn't say excuse me when he burps, where Galan is says, pardon me. You know, that, 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 that yeah. you know, like, don't be a Goofus, be a Galan. Be a serial killer. Well, I mean, that's, well, that's the deep, dark secret is like they push that Galan, like, be a model citizen, yeah. but yet. Most of those model citizens always going, yeah, I didn't know he was killing him. Tell me, he was such a model citizen. I mean, I who knew he killed twenty five hookers in a weekend <laughs> and drove cross country. Like that's amazing. He was on a murderous rampage for months, and no one had a clue. <laughs> While Galant's just sitting there playing with his feet, like <laughs> like da da. <laughs> I got toes. I got toes. <laughs> and while in the background, you're going Goofus is there. Once the piggy went to market, his little piggy went home. While Galant's laying out, you know. Body parts. No, he's laying out plastic wrap all over the place. <laughs> so he doesn't get any splatter on him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my version of Goofus Galant. <laughs> Galant's all spit and polish, you know, outside in the regular world, and women love him. And Goofus is just like, I love rabbits. Look at my feet. While, you know, Galant comes walking in with the babe of the day, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I love you, baby. <laughs> so, which one are you? I'm Goofus. I'm definitely Goofus. I'm not. I love women too much to hack them in little pieces. You know, Go, you know, Galant's walking around with a finger in his pocket to kind of, you know, finger himself. No, well, no, because it's like his little trophy. So every time he slides his hand in his pocket, he feels that finger and he relives the kill. Yeah. So he's always like, oh. you know, while Goofus is like, the sky is pretty, and Galant's like. Oh yes, it's part of me, madam. Oh. My, you look very ravishing today. Mind if we go out? Would you? Would you kindly let a man take a beautiful woman like yourself out for a grand meal and some drinks? <laughs> okay. And then you know, slips a Mickey in her drink, and next you know. <laughs> While Goofus is just playing, you know, like watching cartoons, you know, in the back room, you know, his room's a mess and it just looks like shit everywhere. Like, because Goofus likes to play with his poo and fling it out. He creates art with his poo and Galant's got, you know, the whole apartment comp, you know, their whole apartment decked out in plastic wrap. You know, I didn't know they were roommates. They have to be roommates, kind of like the odd couple. <laughs> it doesn't get any harder than that. Exactly. You have the straight lace serial killer that no one knows because they all because when the when the hit hits the fan, they think it's goofus. 
You know, because Gallant's so charming and yeah. so appealing and so non-threatening that they kind of he can easily just go, Goofus, you've done done, you've gone and done did it again. Did I kill a hooker again? Yes, you did, Goofus, and you forgot all about it. I'm sorry. I won't let it happen again. I'll clean up this time for you, Goofus. But you got to stop killing strange women. Okay, Gallant. <laughs> you know, and then you throw on Bugs Bunny or you know some Tiny Tunes, and <laughs> Gallant Goofus is like, <laughs> while Gallant's you know hacking a hooker into pieces. <laughs> what was this all? Did they ABC or something? I think it was ABC Family, <laughs> or it was, it was some kids. It was a claymation, I think. I remember. I, it was a claymation. Yeah, it was a claymation show. <laughs> Are you talking about Davy and Goliath? Davy and Goliath, but there was a goofus and Goliath, like like paper. It was like they were kind of like the same thing, but except Davy and Goliath was very um, religious based. Yeah. Where Goofus and Gallant were more social etiquette based. Okay. So they were kind of like a newspapers where it was like, you know, you don't be a Goofus. Say, remember your manners. Be a Gallant. <laughs> like, oh, fuck you, Ed. Now I'm going to Google that shit. Is this real? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're making this shit up. No. <laughs> Goofus and Gallant. Here are some matching pictures. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Here you go, Ed. I want to. It's in highlights. <laughs> highlights for children. Okay. <laughs> highlights for children. Later highlights. Fun with a purpose. <laughs> All referred to simply as highlights. Is an American children's magazine. Right. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that you got away with that. Well, then you, you know? get away with the mercy or killer murder stuff, you moron. That's behind the scenes. That's the un- that's the VH1 behind the, sc- the strip show. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, they had it in. Go- you know, Goofus and Galan. You know, we're in there. Um, here you go. Here's some images. All right. Here's an image where Goofus and Galan. Ready? Yeah. Autistic Goofus bark. Oh, I never knew this. The artistic part. Autistic Goofus barks and moans until his stepmother pays attention. Autistic Gallant stares blankly into his mother's soul until (laughs) (laughs) until she... um, Damn it. (laughs) Fake one. That's like, see? That's kind of... I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's get to a real goofus and go on. I can't believe. <laughs> okay, here you go. Um, goofus and go on. Goofus quickly hangs up when he reaches a wrong number. When he reached the wrong number. Oh, excuse me. I must have dialed the wrong number. Sorry to have bothered you. That's what Gallant would do. Like he, yeah. it teaches kids social etiquette, how to be polite right. and stuff like that. But later, Gallant grows up to be a whole sociopathic serial killer. <laughs> like that's you know, because he was so busy, you know, right. he has everybody completely snowed at the fact that he's you know a brainiac. <laughs> like, 
Here you go. Here's another one. Goofus leads the children in a rebellion against the principal's wishes. Galat reports dysenteries to the thought police. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who thinks that way. I can't believe you never, you never. No, I've never heard that. Yeah. Here, uh, Goofus. Here, sew this button on. Galat. Will you please sew on this button? <laughs> Goofus, I want to read the funnies as he's grabbing the paper away from Mom. Uh, Gallant, are you finished with the funnies? Go- uh, Goofus, let me see that. Gallant, may I see it? You know, it, it <laughs> yeah, teaches, yeah. like the social etiquette of, of, you know, kids being kids. Right. But, you know, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, <laughs> fast forward like 10 years where Goofus and Gallant are teenagers, you know, Goofus is, you know, bashfully trying to, like, you know, figure out math problems while Gallant's, you know, killing a killing the head cheerleader. Like, you know. <laughs> That's how I see it anyway. <laughs> and apparently I'm not the only one. Let's just say. I can't believe you found a few things. The internet is a wonderful thing, Ed. <laughs> But I knew Goofus because I used to read highlights as a, as a kid. Because yeah. I used to do the, the hide and seek, you know, the word find stuff. Right. And kinda, like, can you find the rabbit in here? Yeah, he's in the bushes. Like, I see the ears. Come on, <laughs> fuck you. I'm not that stupid. I'm not a Goofus. I'm a galat. Except the socially acceptable galat, not the psychopathic killer galat. I don't know. <laughs> Gee, galat, I'm your best friend. Show you are, Goofus. Show you are. <laughs> Hey, sister, come here. I want to show you something. I'm going to be interviewed by the police, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> One day. I had no idea. We did a podcast for years. We <laughs> did a podcast for years. You always talk about this Gallant character being a psychopathic sociopath killer. Who knew he's talking about himself? <laughs> Who knew? That would make you goofus. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay. I had no idea he was killing people. I just did the show from our basement. <laughs> Ed Gallant and Sean, uh, Ed Goofus and Sean Gallant, <laughs> host of a Geeksters. <laughs> hey, the signs are all there. <laughs> just really like our our tapes, our podcasts would be like, would be uh, like volumes of books written on us. Like you can hear the underlying tone when Sean talks about prostitutes, the glee in his voice when he makes a joke about killing them. Like <laughs> you can see, he's just completely dissuaded by all of humanity. Where Ed is just happy breathing. Yeah, you can tell Sean was the kind of guy like Charles Manson. He was charming. He was personable. Pete that people just kind of like him outright. Who knew that he led a whole family of killers? Ed was just happy coloring. <laughs> he was proud when he stayed in the lines. <laughs> Ed had no idea Sean was that way. Not a clue. Look at colored lights. <laughs> Good for you, Ed. Christ. 
Who knew for years, Sean was... When they did their world tour of the Geek Series, bodies were lined and piling up, and no one had a clue. Whenever they came through town, there was always a daughter or two missing. <laughs> and then little bits and pieces would pop up. <laughs> no, see, that, that's not us. <laughs> see, but that's Goof is a Galan. Goof is a Galan, behind the story. <laughs> Welcome to... East true Hollywood story. Goof is a galant. The horror behind the humor. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, back to part part two. Um, we bring how it's cosplay. Yes. And we have Chrissy from Itsy Bitsy. Mm-hmm. You know, there in studio with us. Um, and I thought the conversation went pretty well. Yes. It was fun. It was informative. It was, you know, thought-provoking. Oh. This would be our finest hour. Not really. Just, you know, <laughs> just listen and judge for yourself, bitches. We'll be back. And welcome back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And we're back. Live! <laughs> Woo! And we are uh, here in studio with a special guest. And by special, I mean sure, but special. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Chrissy. Nice to be back. Chrissy, where are Yay! you from? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... Uh, from the bowels of hell. <laughs> um, uh, Itsy Bitsy's uh, good friend of Erica and the fellas. Um, great to be back again, like That's I said. The... All right, and what brings you in today? <laughs> I done dragged her here. It's true. <laughs> okay. We have brought her in for a... Uh, a special guest segment to discuss this oh, week's article oh, and on. life. You need your. Theme I do music. need my theme music. Where's my theme music? I'm, uh, call it. I'm getting there. He's working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me some time, man. It's a very special article this week. Uh, it's advertisement. So mute, 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 mute. I gotta wait the ten seconds. Which of the following have you seen online advertised recently? Best Western, Hilton, Marriott, Holiday, and none of these. So an answer. Fuck you. Man. You don't tell me what that to do. A, that should be an option. Fuck you. <laughs> it's time for... Annoying beeps. That was my Facebook page. <laughs> time for... Wait for it. We're waiting. Life. Universe. And everything. With Erica Special guest Chrissy for whatever reason we don't know what it's about. <laughs> but we sure it sure will be fun and entertaining. Maybe. Get on with the show! 
It's time for Erica and Chrissy with Life, the Universe, and Everything! <laughs> with Erica. <laughs> I just want to say, because I'm a big wrestling geek, I just wanted to, right in the middle of that, be like, woo! <laughs> like, right in the middle of it. <laughs> All right. Next week, I'm bringing a vice for his ball so he can get a, a little get higher. A little higher. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... Ooh, I'm a little winded. Hold on. Hey, carry on. He has to catch his breath. <laughs> you shouldn't have had that smoke door break. <laughs> I always get windy. <laughs> and now, Erica. <laughs> Thanks. I go all over the top. Woo! Climatic, and you're like, now, Erica. <laughs> all right. You got to cool him down after you get him heated up like that. You know? Lordy, Lord, I believe I do have the vapors. <laughs> the vapors. Throw some water at him, just chuck a... Actually, bottle of water and no, I, I actually what I have is a big hose where you just kind of pull it flash and dance flash it <laughs> all the electricity almost in your and the station just goes out comes in, what the fuck I told you about that flash dance stripper shit damn okay so what's the article okay ow just smack myself in the head I guess that'll save them the trouble later <laughs> She made made herself snort. We we had no work to do at all. I put my hand in front of Dan and smacked myself right in the head. Apparently, spatial relations not so good tonight. All right, so now I'm going to open up my Three Musketeers bar and sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, so uh, an article that I posted earlier this week, or it's not necessarily an article, it's a um, a video from... uh, geeksaresexy.net and it was fake geek girls fact or fiction and it was two guys debate it was two guys debating this whole fake geek girl phenomenon and so actually sort of breaking it down and discussing flawed logic behind the concept so behind i did the concept of geek girls of or fake, fake geek girls okay. fake geek girls all right i'm so with you so and specifically now i watched this video specifically i think they're talking a little bit more about girls who go to com- um who go to conventions and whether or not they're um, you know, true geeks or not, and and the idea of women specifically um, having to justify their geekhood, and, like and what about the geek card saying, "Yes, I am a geek." Yes, you know, as, you know, somebody walking around saying, "Yeah, I'm a geek," and then you know, you start quizzing them on every little you know minute detail, you know, when you wouldn't necessarily do it to a guy. So you know, like if a guy says oh. he's a geek, you don't necessarily question it. But if a girl says okay. they're a geek, oh, okay. let, let her go. You know, yeah. it, they they get questioned about every minute little detail, and mm. you know. Um, so that got me thinking about the whole concept, not specifically conventions, um, but the whole concept of fake geek girls. And oh. and so okay, mm-hmm. so just so we clarify, the fake geek girl is the kind of girl that you see those memes with the like the, she's totally drop dead gorgeous yeah and she's got the controller maybe like in her teeth and she's got glasses and she's like ah, ah, look at me i'm a gamer girl yeah well i think there's a difference between gamer girl and and geek girl i don't know well and the thing is i th- i think the term geek is has become very generalized and i think what you're a geek about i think you can be a geek about anything personally speaking Hence, i think you could be 
we base a whole show upon being geeks. Yes. About anything. And we're geeks about different things. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you you know, you guys do games, I don't do games, you know, we all kinda do movies. Wait, 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 you wait. Know. let me clarify. I play games. I don't do them. Okay. I do games. <laughs> dish, dish, dish. <laughs> That was a All good right. game. I need to smoke I get now. my eight bits on everything. <laughs> <laughs> this but, year I'm I going mean, high def. <laughs> but you guys would be considered, or at least Sean. I, I can't speak for you, Ed, but uh, both. Damn. And that's not no. It's not a knock. It's just uh, I don't know what level you play games at. Sean's getting um, okay. Stereotype me, Erica. <laughs> no, but you. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. No, but I would I would say you fall into the gamer category and and you know i'm not saying it's not yet i just again i don't know what level yeah, she is. you know yeah, you yeah. play at to say you know whether or not you consider do you consider yourself a gamer pong is hard for him <laughs> <laughs> shut up we were supposed to talk about that on <laughs> no one talks about you, pong. you promised you want to make fun of him <laughs> well you miss that damn ball all the time i can't take it you should see the pack of the taxis when he plays break, Breakout. <laughs> I'd shut down in the fetal position and cry. <laughs> you, if you want to hear him, cry, wait. Space Invaders coming in! So anyway, so it got me thinking about this whole, the whole idea of fake geek girls and actually my brain went even further and started thinking about sort of the commercialization of geek culture and so i mean my brain went all over the fucking place Mm -hmm. but you got real geeky about it i got geeky about geek culture (laughs) so again okay to kind of clarify we're talking about that normally when they say like it's a fake game geek gamer girl or whatever the fuck you classify she's usually like the over-the-top sexy like it's hard mm-hmm. to believe that a woman that pretty would, would sit down and a, play like a game like yeah. Call of Duty or mm-hmm. in the Skyrim or into <clears throat> reading like, comic books, right. watching like movies. you know stereotyping geek girls as well they can't possibly be pretty either uh, they're pretty or they're a geek and they're mutually exclusive from each yeah, other. Yeah, they can't be looking as sexy as Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. And be as geeky as Velma from Scooby Doo. Yes, yo, Velma's hot though. Velma yeah, is hot, but Velma's hot in the geek <clears throat> in the geek world. Most trust me. As a kid, I always preferred Daphne. <laughs> I, you know, it's a skirt. I like her name, Daphne. Yeah, yeah you, I, know. you know what's funny is when I was a kid, I decided if I ever had a daughter, I would name her Daphne, just because I liked her name. Fair enough. So, personally, I didn't like her very much. I like Velma better. Yeah, well, so and then when Ivy Doom Kitty did Velma, oh, sweet Jesus. Right, but see, they're, they're, okay, now there's a, a girl, stunningly beautiful, mm-hmm. for a bigger girl, too. Yeah. Like, she's not she's not your traditional supermodel look. Yeah, she's not super tall, super thin. Like, she got curves that would kill a person. Yes. And standing next to her in person, I can tell you, completely drop that gorgeous. Yeah. And, and a sweet... You, super, super fucking night. Her personality matches her looks. Yes, and her... Um, I, I follow her on Instagram, and she actually just posted something. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it in time. No. But she, she basically said a lot of people will message her and say that they saw she was busy um, you know, at a convention, and they didn't want to interrupt her. And she's like, guys, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to meet you guys. Don't think you're interrupting me if you come up to talk. Like, yeah, this, you might have to wait your turn, but... 
come up. Right. Don't don't think that because she's speaking to somebody else that she's not going to want to speak to you. Right. I mean, super I, nice. Okay. Like Ed and I, at least we watched the first season of Heroes of Cosplay, mm-hmm. and I would say the girls on the show, um, especially okay, let's go with Yaya Han because she's yeah. apparently like an icon in the cosplay world. Now, mm-hmm. whether you like her or dislike her is irrelevant. Yeah. The fact that she is for for. I would say by a normal standard of looks above average. Mm. She's busty. She's attractive. She always, she doesn't wear revealing clothes, but she is a a strong cosplayer as opposed to, um, I think it's uh, Jenny Nagiri. The blonde. Yeah. Who's always showing her midriff, always showing tons of cleavage. Again, great cosplayer, but she tends to kind of sexify up her cosplay, mm-hmm. where she's always showing some sort of cleavage or some mm-hmm. sort of skin to offset. Like, she did a perfect uh, perfect example is uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. for She was actually hired by the people to be the cosplay as her at conventions. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that was done purposely or just happened, oh my God, she she's a physical representation of our girl in the game. Let's see if we can hire her to be our spokesperson right spokesperson so what your article pretty much brings up the article that you saw mm-hmm. pretty much breaks down what they consider to be a real geek girl or a fake geek well, girl it, it, it broke down some of the arguments and believe it or not i took notes of course all right <laughs> so yeah hi i'm a nerd nerd, hi. nerd. Okay, you know what? Pot, <laughs> pot meat kettle. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, and the reason I brought in Chrissy is because she she is one of my very beautiful, very geeky friends, and I love her, and I want her opinion on this because she she is as much different things we're geeks about. Geek um, sisterhood. It's it true. is. There's solidarity. She probably has no opinion at all on this. Matter. No, <laughs> actually, when you were at the I, no, hold on for a second, I would say I'm actually pretty she passionate. She never <laughs> comes across as somebody who doesn't have an opinion on anything. <laughs> it's true. It's true. In other I, words, he's saying you're nosy. Just, yeah, for, just for the record, I don't care if it's like the if it was about as something as geeky as the new Star Wars or something as straight lays as. Books in school. She <laughs> seems to have an opinion on just about everything. Damn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so this article broke down fake geek girls and the arguments, um, I guess, for there being this phenomenon of a fake geek girl. So what, the- what they're saying is this is what we see as a fake geek girl mm-hmm. versus what we see as a real geek girl. And why they, they think that it's sort of an unfair label. A place on 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 girls okay. and, and women. I should stop saying girl, but um, but it, why it's sort of like an un mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So let's let's hear the list because okay. I'm I'm still a little confused. Maybe okay by hearing the list, I might be able to yeah. clarify that a little. So better. and that's I mean, like I said, when I watched this article, it seemed very centered around conventions, and you know, sure. I know like there's a lot of sort of controversy in the convention world right now about um you know this number one this fake geek girl thing but then also um uh sort of very um like sexual assaults that are happening at conventions mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, I so heard, that's I heard the argument. you know so anyway um so they're talking about whether or not i i think they're getting more into the the um 
how fake a woman is about why she's at a convention and why she's cosplaying. Okay. So one of the things that they um, were saying was that, you know, the whole premise is that, like Chrissy said, girls are faking being nerds just to be cool because geek culture has become this huge, like, multi-billion dollar sure. phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's happening... Um, on the backs of, of shows like Big Bang Theory and the Marvel, you know, the, the Marvel well, movies well, doing so well. and well, I think that that is a product <clears throat> of geeks controlling the media as far as this is what I dug as a kid. Yeah. So now I can actually am in a position to actually try to bring that to the rest of the world yeah. to show them what I liked as a kid. Because we were in a group as kids talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like Big Bang Theory. Even though that may have started off as a way to kind of mock that world. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they were like, holy shit, a lot of people like this, this, yeah. this show because everybody out there is a geek. Technically, like, yeah, geeks have inherited Everybody's a geek hurt. about different yeah. things. Sure. And I can, so, yeah, so, so the market is kind of leaning more towards the geek culture mm-hmm. as a viable revenue stream mm-hmm. versus the jock side of things where yeah. and they, see they a even, comic, like even yeah. like, like if, like I said, my, like I said today, my dad, who's 72. Mm-hmm has Rocket Raccoon in his lexicon of words mm-hmm. that he never, in his vocabulary, that he never would have had yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And that's based upon geek culture with Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. So now, the, the the one of the things that they talk about is the fact that, okay, these girls are faking um, being nerds simply to be cool because geek culture is now cool. Mm-hmm. And the issue is, is that, you know, they... The girls get questioned about their credentials, whereas men generally do not. Um, and what they start talking about is, okay, what are the reasons that these girls are going to these conventions and getting into geek culture? So one of the things that they, they sort of talk about is, you know, their boyfriend is dragging them, you know, the same way that girls drag, you know, sometimes drag their boyfriends to go, right. you know, bra shopping. Um, on the flip side, I've these drugged girls- boyfriends to conventions, just saying. Before, okay, I, so, before I got together so, with my fiance, so look, look, it would be safe to say that you are not, you are, would be considered the exception to the rules. Um, I would say um, that Erica and myself are, um, and I don't like to like label anybody, but I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am a geek okay, about what yeah, I like. I understand no one likes, but the purpose of the article is labeling. Yeah. So, so if you were to label me, I'm the geek. Right. Okay. So now. So, so the first one they say is that it, the girl's being drugged by their guy, yeah. their boyfriend, so, or husband, or guy friend. Yeah, or, and what they're saying is, is they're not really a fake geek girl because they're they're not faking not wanting to be there. <laughs> you know, they're okay. You know, or or they're they're not faking wanting to be there. They definitely do not want to be there. You know, they're they're doing it as an act of support for whomever they're with. Okay, you, you know? want to call it support? I want to call it bargaining chip. That too. You know, if I go with my boyfriend here, I can get him to go to the bridal shower. You know, which is which is <laughs> nice because I is don't. Would you make your boyfriend do? <laughs> That's what I make my boyfriend do. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. But the funny I thing tell is, Stacy, you said that. <laughs> thinking about it, I when my married friends, you know, their husbands want to go to these conventions, they usually pawn them off on me. Number one, because they know I'm not going to do a damn thing with them, and number right. two, it's like. I don't have to go. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to send them with my friend who actually wants to go to this convention so that, you know, part of it is they don't want to be like a bring down or whatever, you know, right, they don't sure, want to be they... walking around going, can we fucking leave already? Yeah. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand why you're so into this person. Yeah. Who cares about Spider-Man? Fuck with you. 
You know, so and then they also talk about um, they talk about women who maybe go and cosplay, you know, and they're saying like, look, if a woman's shelling out money for a costume, like they're not, you know, it, and it's expensive to get into the conventions anyway. Yeah, now, granted, year. I've gone to conventions for free, you know, and we we sort of talked about that, and, and you know, get to your story in just a second. But the, oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that every single person who goes and cosplay wants to be there, but in general, like. Well, you're going. I would think that you're if you're if you're willing to cosplay as mm-hmm. something, going to an event like this, mm-hmm. it's because you are, um, I would say, celebrating your. If you're a true geek girl, according to this, from mm-hmm. my understanding, you're going to kind of pay homage mm-hmm. to a character or to a, a, a character that might have influenced you in life, mm-hmm. or maybe you know, where a fake game girl would might dress up because it's a popular character yeah and now here's the thing so and this is coming from my personal experience um so i've i've had costumes that i've done mostly because for convenience reasons you know i happen to have the pieces sitting around and you know i wanted to do a new costume and i and it i was able to cobble together a costume based on what i already had and it may not have been necessarily a character that I was super into, but it was, you know, it was the fact that I, I wanted a new costume and I was able to put together a costume based <clears> on, <throat> like I said, what I already had sitting around and, you know, maybe buy a few extra pieces for detail. Okay. Um, and most recently, uh, a good example is, is the Indiana Jones uh, costume I'm putting together right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. be going to a convention shortly, and I wanted a new outfit. Yeah, the Philadelphia convention. Yeah, Philadelphia I'll, I'll be at Phys- Philadelphia Wizard World. Um, you know, and so I started thinking like, I, I I kind of felt like if I did Indiana Jones, it would be almost sacrilegious because I had never seen all of the movies. I'd seen them in bits and pieces. But not all in one sitting. That's why, you know, part of the reason I sat down this weekend and watched all of them because I wanted to know the source material and I wanted to, I wanted to be able to make sure that my costume really did pay homage to the okay. original source. Um, but I was really, I was really worried about, you know, going dressed as Indiana Jones, having never seen the whole film. Well, okay. Out of the four films, have you seen any one of them? Now I have. Well, before before that, I had seen bits and pieces, but I would never seen the whole, f- like all the films. You've never seen like one... beginning of end of let's mm-hmm. say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that movie's twenty four years old at this point. Twenty years old, I think it was eighty three. So it might be eighty one. Uh, eighty one. Mm-hmm. So that would make it a like thirty three. Thirty three years. Yeah. So for thirty three years, I mean, you were how old when it came out? I wasn't born yet. Right. So there is a kind of a level of like I'm going to say. You get a free pass mm-hmm. if you've never seen like Raiders of the Lost Ark live in theaters like Ed and I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the movies, have you seen ever seen an Indiana Jones from completion before this weekend? No. Okay. All right. So, and that's that's part of the reason I was well, really okay, worried we'll, about we'll, doing that costume. We'll get to that. Okay. What's your story? Okay. So. Because <laughs> I got a feeling we deviated from what. Oh, the it's point. so it's so bad. All right. Um, and this has left me bitter for. Greater part of a decade, if not longer. <laughs> I um, so as you guys know, I'm a big horror junkie, and I used to go to Chiller Theater. Um, okay. I actually just went back recently. It's it's a pretty good time. Um, I had a good time. It's very crowded, but anyway, long story short, it was at the old place, not the new place that they have it now. And uh, 
I had so many different. Okay, for those people who are from around the world who listen to our show, oh, where so is the old place. Um, there's, <laughs> it's in nor, it's in northern Jersey. Okay, so it's still in northern Jersey, but it's in a different hotel. Okay, the new hotel looks like Dracula's castle. It's really, oh, it's right. really creepy looking. Perfect. Um, it's it's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful. But um, this old this old place that they had it. Um, they have like a separate tented area for like they do parties, like they do a costume party okay. and musical and whatever. So I was very busy that day doing like a million things. And um, the guy who plays the evil sensei and the karate kid, All you know, right, yeah. you know, sweet the leg, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen him. Yeah, that bastard. Um, so anyway, that bastard because of the movie. That bastard because of the person he is in real life. Because of the person he is in real life. I'm, oh, okay. I'm getting to that. Okay. That's, all right, all right. That's the meat and bones of my story. Okay. So I walk over to the guy <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know, um, thank you so much for coming to the show. Um, you know, big fan of the films. You know, giving the guy his credit because sure. I, I really did. I'm, you know, I am a child of that era. Right. And Karate Kid was something that. Um, I loved that movie. Sure. I loved the second one, too. You know, I loved... The uh, the only one I didn't really like is the new one, but that's a whole other story. So anyway. Um, so I the asked one. the guy, because I didn't get a chance to go over um, to meet him to get his autograph. I asked him for a picture. Now, I am, like, dressed to the nines, makeup. You know, like, I looked, I looked good with my friends, you know. And the guy looks at me and goes, No. But I'll thank you and have a good night. And he shook my hand. And I'm like, okay, so maybe he doesn't like to take pictures. Or maybe, you know, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes later, 15 tops, he's taking pictures with a bunch of effing bimbos. Okay, now, in all fairness, how do you know they're bimbos? Okay, big hair. Their titties are hanging out. They're like, like, drunk. Stupid. I just want to call. I just want to throw out the obvious one of he obviously stereotyped you. Now you're referring to the stereotype of big-headed blonde bimbos. Just, just throwing out the hypocrisy there. That that was just that was just bitterness. I mean, they could they could have been they could have been lovely drunk girls. (laughs) But he's taking these pictures. All parts of Menza. You know, all all you know, very high IQs with degrees from Stanford. I don't know. They could. But the thing that I, you know, it's like, they're there. They probably didn't pay to get in. They're wearing um, the dental floss that you probably had in, like, your suitcase. And, you know, and they're calling it a day. And it's like, I'm, I'm a true fan. And I walked up to you. And I was, like, basically saying, like, I regret not being able to meet you. Could I maybe take a picture? The 30 seconds it would take for you. I don't even care if you smile. You don't have to put your arm around me. Just look. At the camera. Now, those... Okay, now, having not been there, um, I have a ton of questions. Okay. The girls that he was taking pictures of, if they were wearing next to nothing, were they cosplayers or were they working there? Did you see them at any other time during the course of the day? They were not um, working the show. They were, like, attendees. They weren't really in cosplay. They were just in slut. Okay. So if there was, like, a cosplay for slut... Were they possible booth babes? They were not booth based. Okay, all right. I didn't see them working for anybody, and they didn't have any okay. like badges right. or anything. Right, that's why I was kind of like trying to get. I'm trying to physically in my head place myself in that mode because I've seen those girls at right. conventions, and sometimes they'll walk, they'll walk the walk the mm-hmm. area, and they have like little flyers because they are booth babes and they're not just hanging out at booths. That's right. why I was kind of I'm trying to 
see like in my head what these girls might have looked at because I I know exactly the type of girl you're talking about. So go ahead. Sorry. So you know, it's like for me, it was like, um, you know, I mean, I I don't consider myself to be an unattractive girl, and I don't consider myself. I don't think those girls are any better than me, but I feel like those girls probably got in, you know, got into the show. They got special treatment. They get their drinks. They get special treatments, Mm -hmm. and it's like. I understand that personalities that come to these shows, you know, they have to make money. Their time is money. I get it. Sure. But at the end of the day, and I, and we've all met really good people who say, you know, I really want to meet the fans. Right. And I'm asking you for something that takes 30 seconds of your time. Not only 10 minutes later. Right. Are you giving that to somebody who probably like didn't. Didn't like, feel like deserved it. Didn't mm-hmm. love you the way. I, I completely understand because there's been cases where at comic book conventions where you stand in line for somebody and they don't give you like the time of day. They all they are. They don't even look they, like they don't even make any kind of connection. Like you're there to make a connection or at least thank the person or to say hello or yeah. something. Like there are like like there are stars that when like at the horror cons or the comic cons. Where I go, oh my god, I'm a huge fan. All I want to do is stand in line for like an hour, yeah. a half hour and a half, sometimes two hours, just to say thank you. Can you sign this for me? Mm-hmm. And then, then be complete and utter dicks to you while you're there. Mm-hmm. Like as you're standing there, they almost make it feel like they're doing you a favor. And like you still, almost want yeah. to take your money back. Yeah. yeah, and be like, I don't want your autograph anymore. Like you've like, killed okay, it. Okay, here's a good example. I can't I'm sure I'm going to get hunted down and killed one day. Lou Ferrigno. I was about to say that <laughs> because those stories pass quickly, and there are people I actually avoid. My sister hates Lou Ferrigno. Just say Lou Ferrigno at conventions for as much of an icon that he is, mm-hmm. he's also known for being an iconic dick. And you know what's funny? When I went to Wizard World last year, he was there. No line. Right, because it, word has spread mm-hmm. that he is an asshole, and I don't maybe not intentionally. But through the course of the years of doing that, because you can't take any pictures around them. Now, not having any kind of level of stardom, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to walk into a room and have a hundred flashes going off in my eyes. That could be a little annoying after a while. So maybe that's the reason why he has that rule. No pictures, unless you pay yeah. to get a picture with me. Because then I can under- there's that constant. But he's also not really... Maybe he's might have changed it over the last couple of years. I don't know. He always was in the tour, before the Hulk movies and stuff like that. When he did those things, he did seem kind of standoffish. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost as if, like you said, you were doing him a favor by being in line. Like you, I grew up watching you. You are my idol. At least say thank you. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about Adam West too. And basically, well, he the, would know better than I would. I, I've heard that the Adam only West time, is nuts. I've heard the only time he's really nice to you is if you're really cute with boobs. He was really nice to me. Hmm. Well, because you got boobs. <laughs> there was like a I'm whole cute as butt too. By the way, huh? don't forget that part. Ed's just a cute blonde with boobs. There was a whole story um, at a convention that we all frequent. That uh, somebody had a uh, Batman poster that was signed by like everybody on the poster mm-hmm. except for Adam, mm-hmm. and his handler or something told the guy that it was going to be like an exorbitant more amount of money for Adam's signature, and the guy's like, "Why? It says that it's you not, know whatever." Not a licensed product. Well, no, I think what the guy said is that you know 
you have everybody else's signature, so you you know you'll pay whatever. Oh. That's such a dick. And the guy was like, "Fingers, now, so now, I'm out." Now something like that. I'm curious to know that if you told that story to Adam West, if he even knew, if he even knew, right? I don't think it was so much Adam as it was his his handler. So because that, that seems yeah. like you have to get past that line of of defense of like hey like when we went to the horror con. Christopher Lloyd was there, mm-hmm. and there was a guy, I think like two or three guys, holding up the line yeah. because they had what looked to be like a thousand dollars worth of shit that they wanted him to sign. And you knew that all they were going to do mm-hmm. is take that signature and slap it on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying to meet, like, Christopher Lloyd is the person I want to meet when I go. Right. He is, I want him to sign my Clue DVD. Like, I love Christopher Lloyd. Right. So, I heard he wasn't that great. That's so disappointing. Well, I don't want to kill it for you, but like he was very, um, you know, he would like head down what see, you were talking about. Well, see, yeah, but see, when I saw Stan Lee, he was the same way. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, Stan fucking Lee. Like yeah. there was, and he a, probably had a line like there was a, a, a god, a huge line to meet basically the god of comic yeah. books. Yeah. Like you know, that, and, I can kind of Christopher understand. Lloyd kind of when we saw him at MonsterCon had that huge like insanely long line mm-hmm. and his signature was like so expensive it's the yeah. most expensive signature ever of yeah. like everybody and i'm like okay i know you're christopher Lloyd and everything but come on See, really? i would i would just want to i would be like dude you know look uh, here's star trek 3 sign that for me <laughs> <laughs> i want to go like, I'm, I'm always i'm one of those act those people that i like to give like if I like, I love Christopher Lloyd, but I just want to see the look on his face when I go, "Come on, dude, just give me a." You don't want to give me the Genesis device? Like, come on! Like, uh, your son is dead. <laughs> that was like that was like Robert England. Um, what you were saying about the thousand dollars worth of stuff. Um, just as an like an example, I think there should be like a rule at shows. Yeah. That if you have like a big order, either like come back or like be near the end of the line because I mean it was really messing people up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And you Robert, know? I've heard Robert England's really nice. Nicest guy ever. Nicest yeah. guy in the world. Which when, is funny considering he's Freddy fucking Krueger. When I met him, I said that nobody scared me more when I was a kid and I loved him in V and he was like oh Willie he oh. totally had like a fit there for a minute because he was like you know they're making a new one and he was yeah. getting all like yeah. all like geek geeked out over me I, talking yeah, about this, it I loved him in the, the um, Phantom of the Opera yeah, yeah. this year when he was at the MonsterCon my sister went up and he took she took my oldest nephew now at this point Logan and they were sitting there and you know like he, they were in a room and you had to wait the moment the person sitting in front of my nephew got up, England made eye contacts with him and did the old, I'm watching you, like singled him <laughs> out, like you're mine, like kind of thing. And my sister, who loves Robert England, like yeah. every time he comes, she has to see him. It's like, like every time Manson came in the concert, we had to go see him. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, my son is being eyeballed up by Freddy Krueger himself. <laughs> or as Logan puts it now, Mr. Robert, because he was all scared to go Aww. meet him. And then when he sat down and said that he does the voice for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. he did the voice for Spider-Man, like all the stuff, he kind of like did like his credentials. And my nephew was like, well, I watch that. I watch that. Like all of a sudden <laughs> he was like, okay, you're, you're cool now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, 
in that community because um like i myself have been a part of that community proudly for so many years i feel like i've kind of broken through i've never had an experience like that again right because i think after so long you like everybody knows each other Mm -hmm. and i don't really think that that another fan would allow like because we're all like that tight-knit family wouldn't really allow that kind of disrespect right to happen so it hasn't never really happened to me since but it like i mean it's been over 10 years and i'm like why every time you see that guy you just want to spit in his face fucking hate him i'm telling you and it's stuff like that that makes me nervous about some of the costumes i do because i i sort of put a pin-up spin on a lot of my costumes so i am walking around with my tits hanging out and you know like pencil skirts and it you know it worries me that i i don't want to end up getting perceived that way um, but that's also my style, you know, like that yeah. is my style. Okay. So it's it's sort of a double-edged sword for me. Yeah, it is. But um, the only person that's, uh, how do I put it? The only person that's being self-conscious about that is you. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> like I mean. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, like, so, I, I know uh, that. Pin up and dental floss are two different things, Erica. <laughs> well, I I'm mean, just saying. I mean, but, yeah, but, but I she's, mean, I think what you're trying to say yeah. is that you're worried about, like, if you dress up as kind of like a, a, a female, a gender bender role of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. that people are going to give you shit because you're a chick and you shouldn't dress up like him. Yeah. You know? Or because, oh, you know, no. like. Well, it's okay. Well, you know, yeah, I'll, they're you know, gonna take or, your picture a lot. Well, yeah. There's well, there's <laughs> which many... you know what? Up until this, and again, this is probably just me being very self conscious, like seeing how people react to other women who are wearing very, very you know, s- you know, small outfits. Um, well, you can say revealing or you know, sexified. Very, yeah, they are know, very sexified. You we're know, adults like here, we can talk like adults. You know, <laughs> I, I've, I mean, I've, I see like the, um, you know, Supergirl costumes where her midriff's hanging out and it's very short skirt. Well, like, yeah, because well, she did appear like that in the comic book yeah, for a while. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, if so, you're gonna like, but there are people who do sexify up mm-hmm. or gender bender the the role of a male. Like you, very rarely do you see a male dress up as Wonder Woman. Yeah. But you'll see... Except Dad. Yeah, but yeah. That's, he does right. that's his weekend. free time. No, but that's you, Aqua Woman. I don't do well. But well. at the horror <laughs> con, I've always seen that one sexy girl dressed like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Right. Like, no or one... Or like, I did, last Halloween, I did, um, like, a gender-bending uh, Robin Hood. Right. And everybody thought I was Katniss Everdeen. Like, right. You know, which, granted, at that point, it's just people th- seeing, the, like... The ignorant, oh, the ignorant woman ones. arrows, you know... I mean, I think one person got the costume. Yeah, if it wasn't going to be Robin Hood, it might be Aramis from uh, Artemis from the Teen Titans because mm-hmm. she's a, a female Green Arrow. Yeah, you know. So you know, and I was wearing a green skirt. You know, I I think you saw my costume, didn't you? I think yeah, I, I did. For me, though, I feel like there's a difference between like that girl that always dresses up like the sexy Freddy. That girl is like paying homage versus. You know, somebody getting in, getting the free drinks, mm-hmm. getting um, it's like it takes the whole thing to another level, because like I said, a geek comes in all shapes, all sizes, mm-hmm. all colors. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're, when the girl, you know, the, the, the girl that's legit is getting blown off for. A girl, I mean, what? Like, and that, well, that's a whole other like what's beautiful, what's not beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. What makes this girl better than you? Yeah, and that kind of goes to um, one of the other arguments I always hear about, uh, you know, girls and girls who cosplay is, 
you know, are, you know, are you, are you being too sexy or, you know, like if it's, if it's a thin, you know, a model type, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, it's, oh, she's too sexy. But then if it's somebody who has curves, you know, and it, and is, is built like me or Chrissy or you guys, like, it's going to be like, oh, well, you're, you're too fat. You're too short. You're too thin. You're too this. You're too that. Like, oh. it's always some, and some reason why you shouldn't be cosplaying. You know what? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of fall in that that air gray area mm-hmm. where I will look at a girl. Okay, you know what? That looks great on you. And then there, sometimes I would look and go, "No, nah, you shouldn't have done that." Not mm-hmm. because sometimes because of body type. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes really? also, yeah. Last <laughs> time I checked, when are you gonna tell me? He just checked ten I, minutes I, I ago. I texted me when I was in the bathroom. Oh, I made sure I had okay. all my, my twigs and berries. Okay. But sometimes also too, where I sometimes I look and I go, you know what? Outfit doesn't work, but you know what? You got more balls than I do to mm-hmm. do that. Like I will always give props where props do because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be walking in. Like I would never wear anything spandexy in mm-hmm. my life because I don't. Have I don't the body know about you. It. I'd pay for that. I'd pay to see that. I don't have the body type <laughs> for it. I don't have the body type for it. I, I, I'm I my, my I thing I is if it. I'm going to pay, <laughs> if I'm going to pay homage to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should at least try to be in some better shape, mm-hmm. if, especially if it's like a Superman or mm-hmm. Batman. Like, I, I'm not going to paint myself green and go, yeah, I'm the Hulk. <laughs> he lets, Hulk let himself go. Too many Cheetos. You Hulk beats Banks. I mean, Hulk have muffin I'll, top. I'll, I'll, I'll show my, like, I'll flag my Hulk colors by wearing a Hulk t-shirt mm-hmm. or by, you know, something like, you know, because I do as, as, as a, it's not just women who feel that way. As a mm-hmm. guy, like I can't, mm-hmm. I know I cannot never pull off Superman. Mm-hmm. I will never be able to pull off Batman. I might be able to pull off Kingpin. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be able to pull off Rhino mm-hmm. because those guys are, or you know, or Doc Ock mm-hmm. because those guys are predominantly rounder characters. Mm-hmm. Now, do I like any of those characters? No. So <laughs> it's not going to be like me rushing out going. I'm not going to cosplay those characters because it fits my body type, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm never going to slam somebody for doing it to going mm-hmm. outside. Like, like for your example, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. You know what? I don't care. Like, you know what? You like Indiana Jones. You want to cosplay? Go right ahead. You're yeah. free to do whoever and whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Personally, I wouldn't because I I couldn't that indie. Like, I, <laughs> I, I you know. What if you? Ooh. I mean, if, if if we're going down that road, what if you did Peter Griffin as Indiana Jones? I, well, you I, got the voice for I it, too. I already look like Peter Griffin as enough as it is. I got that. I like, because <laughs> I got the glasses, the double chin, the, the, balls the, the, chin, the, yeah. the cleft chin a little bit, it looks yeah. like balls, you know, I got the laugh down. He needs to go with me and Craig. As Indiana Jones, the three of us. I'll, I'll, I'll go with three Peter. different versions of Indy. Peter Griffin is Indy. He's the Peter Griffin. I'm the pinup. Craig's Craig's the black Indy. The black Indy. I'm black Indy. Motherfucker. So I mean, like. I want to see how many versions of Indiana Jones we can get going now. You should start like a Facebook community. And get a bunch of people to go to a show dressed as we'll Indiana just, Jones. We'll you need to come her, as goth indie. We'll just, we'll, goth just, indie. we'll just call ourselves fake indies. Somebody <laughs> needs to bring up baby. <laughs> and like baby indie. I'll bring my dogs. We'll have the dog indies. Hey, so 
So back that to, needs to happen. Anyway. So back to your article. So okay. like, what else were they like, okay, give me a list of what they consider to be a real gamer girl versus a list of what they I consider did, a fake gamer girl. Now, they didn't get into the whole real versus fake. Okay. Okay. But I did look up two different articles with two different um, points of view on the whole fake geek, okay. geek girl thing. Now, uh, this one article, and this is from Forbes, and it's written by Tara Tiger Brown. Um, and she's talking about how the whole fake geek girl thing needs to go away. Um, now, she used uh, a Venn diagram that was created by Matthew Mason uh, to sort of break down what's a dweeb versus nerd versus geek versus dork. Okay, so geek was in Forbes magazine. In Forbes magazine. <laughs> it's pretty fucking but, awesome. But again, well, and, that's why I kind of took see, it as a, as a good reference. See, but I also look at it, too, as just another way of trying to label somebody into a, into a pigeonhole, somebody into a form where they mm-hmm. can be classified. Yeah. You know what? You're a geek. You're a dweeb. You're a nerd. You're white. You're black. It's just, it's yeah. just one. It's like you know what? You can't be a culture. Yeah. So, but all right. Go ahead. So, okay. So this Venn diagram, um, it it overlaps intelligence, social ineptitude, and obsession. And where the geek falls in is the overlap between intelligence and obsession, and the nerd is the overlap of all three. Okay. So it's where intelligence, social ineptitude, <clears throat> and obsession come together. So, and if you're socially inept. But you have an obsession, you're a dork. If you have intelligence and social ineptitude, uh, you're a dweeb. And then, like I said, all, all three right. come together and you become a nerd. Um, and we've we've sort of talked before about this, the differentiation between a nerd and a geek. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, level of expertise, really. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, but, yeah, right. So- you know, and, and the thing is, is I kind of feel, for me, you know, I, I feel like geek culture, t- geek culture traditionally has sort of um enveloped the uh you know like sci-fi the you know the the you know stereotypical traditionally comic books movies comic books science fiction Mm -hmm. dungeons and dragons those were like the three things that you would be considered a nerd or a geek about yeah like if you sat Mm -hmm. if you sat in your basement on a saturday afternoon Rolling dice in a room full of comic books, you were a nerd. Yeah. Like, you were a geek, you were a nerd. There was no classification as far as you basically were bullied, picked on, Mm -hmm. made fun of because you didn't go with the social norms of society. Yes. So, that's kind of... But now, since the norm... Since the social norms of society has now shifted Mm -hmm. into more of that kind of a world... Mm -hmm. The outsiders, which are like the jocks, mm-hmm. the 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 lesser of the intelligent people, like if you want to label them, now look at us and kind of go, "You're still dweebs, but fuck you," kind of thing. Like they yeah. they they you can't get picked on because we, if someone to walk into a room at a comic con and go, "Nerd," there'd be twenty nerds jumping them. And like, well, and not only that, we'd all turn around and go. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Duh. We're like, jock, get out, you jock. There's no jock straps here, you jockety jock. I guess he's cosplaying as Captain Obvious. Hey, dude, uh, why don't you get a little angry? You know, hey, those, uh, what do you call it? Those steroids must be shrinking your testicles so much you get angry about it. You know? <laughs> well, and what this what this woman kind of talks about is is sort of the watering down of, of the term geek, you know, by mainstream media. And the fact that, like... 
you can look up anything on the internet now. I mean, hell, that's what I was hired to do, you know? Right. But the fact that, you know, geek culture is literally at your fingertips. Whereas, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, people who were like really into this stuff, like we had to go and do research. Well, like Phantom of the Opera, for me, that like that was my, my all-consuming obsession when I was a theater kid. nerd. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. actually, specifically, I'm a Phantom of the Opera nerd. Right, yeah, but still, the you whole, know? yeah, but because you are a fan of plays and even if it's a play mm-hmm. you got stereotype as you're a theater geek. yes like if you played it would be a band geek in mm-hmm. high school because he played in the marching band yeah the lowest form of any kind of band member in high school so low that the orchestra members made fun of them. exactly <laughs> i was in the orchestra too exactly you so, made fun of yourself <laughs> right no no he felt he was he felt that when the band geeks were getting picked up he didn't apply because he actually was an orchestra. He got talked into being in the band. We actually didn't was have that, a band. Yeah. Yeah. You volunteered? I volunteered. Dork. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was also in the jazz band. That was my cool album. Yeah, that's the jazz band. Yeah, okay, whatever. Nerd. <laughs> the jazz band. Jazz band's the, the band of that guys who think they're cool because they think outside the norm. We're not playing classical music. We're playing jazz. We're playing Coltrane, baby. Yeah. Because yeah. we're hip and cool. He would leave marching band, take off his hat, yeah. put on his beret, go yeah. to jazz band. Slip on the black turtleneck. <laughs> Damn the man. <laughs> I gotta Actually, leave. The turtleneck was a hey, marching band uniform. Now. Hey, daddy-o. <laughs> you don't be holding me down with your rules in school, man. <laughs> so so let's get back to the crux okay. of your situation. So what there's... I, I, I think, like, just from reading these articles, I think... The bigger overlying issue, and I feel like this is it's it's being aimed at fake geek girls, but in reality, it's it seems to be more of a reaction to the watering down of the term geek, the, the you know the fact that it's become mainstream and the fact that like people are making a shit ton of money off of it. Um, that seems to be sort of the underlying issue, but it's being directed at fake geek girls. Okay. You know, whereas, like, say a guy who walks into a movie theater wearing an Iron Man shirt, you know, he might not get questioned on his credentials and, you know, what did you just, you know, buy that T-shirt five minutes before you walked in here versus, you know, a girl at, you know, either a convention or going to see a movie. Like, it's it's assumed that, you know, she she can't possibly know. So she gets questioned on, on, on her geek credentials. Okay, so you're... But issue it, is mm-hmm. where does like why do girls get questioned for their geek code and guys don't that's well that's part of it um but then the, the other part of it for me is like i said it's it's this sort of idea of geek culture becoming mainstream and and i, I i'm not necessarily for it or against it it's just the idea that it that's what for me, taking a look at, at all the articles that I've read, and I can post them on our Facebook page. Um, and it might also just be me being sensitive to to having been questioned, you know, when I was younger about, well, you know, you're not really a geek. Or not even being questioned, but being told, like, I'm not really a geek because I don't do X. Like, I'm not really a geek because I don't read comic books. Or I'm not really a geek because, you know, I don't play games. Like, right. you know, it's it's this idea of... Being questioned uh, about... Okay, well, yeah, well, okay if, we're, if you want to play with stereotypes, I would say that I am probably the only one in this room that would fall upon the category of geek. 
because I collect comic books, mm-hmm. I collect those statues, mm-hmm. I play video games, mm-hmm. I have everything tech available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to play Dungeons and Dragons. I think I mentioned that. Yeah. I really like playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So, I mean, I go to conventions. Mm-hmm. I've never cosplays, but I do love Halloween. I think that kind of counts. Yeah. But I do think that if you're looking at, if there's a checklist of nerdom, mm-hmm. I'm a movie geek, I'm a sci-fi geek. So I think that out of, if you're going to lump, if you're going to do a checklist, I probably have the most checks out of the room. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not proud or embarrassed by that. Because like you said, mm-hmm. you're not a big, you never played Dungeons and Dragons. No. So, I've actually, I actually had this conversation literally this morning with a friend of mine where when I was younger, I wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Right, and I also want to play Mas- uh, Vampire the Masquerade. I totally LARPed. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. see, we'll see. There you go. Wow. So now I've, I did. But see, the problem for me is me and my friends were not nearly organized enough to, <laughs> to get it together. Like, we we, we see, kept talking about it and it never happened. But see, on LARPing, I don't think, have I ever LARPed? No. No. No, I've never LARPed. But... To me, that's geeky. (laughs) It's geeky. I've tabletopped Vampire the Masquerade. I I loved Vampire the Masquerade. I've read all the books. I've played Magic Gathering. Same here. I've also played Dungeons and Dragons when I was really young. Um, LARPing is probably, above all of it, the geekiest shit yeah, I think, I think she wins after every year. It's like cosplay it's, on steroids. I, 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 two reasons. Two she reasons wins the geek that trophy. she did it, but mainly because she admitted to well, it. It's like the Trump card of geekdom. Yeah. I did all this. Yeah, well, fuck you. I LARPed. Boom. Oh, oh Jesus. Never mind. Because, Nerd. Because <laughs> not, only, not only do you have to come up with a character with um, all your traits and flaws and your backstory. Uh-huh. And you got to, like, you start by, I had, like, a drawer of clothing you, for way. my character. Let me put it this way. <laughs> That's what happens. You worked for a Renaissance Fair without getting paid. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I actually had... I did many characters through the years because I didn't just do it for a little bit. Well, Sean and I have had a conversation because there was, there was a documentary about LARPing that we yeah. watched. And we'd be like, God. we'll be the guys in the parking lot with the, with the chairs, with the beers, making fun of everybody. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. I actually played a character who could speak in not, I was a Malkavian, which is like the crazy vampires, who could speak in nothing but song lyrics and movie quotes. <laughs> That was ridiculous. It was so crazy. Wow. <laughs> Hold on for a second. I need to close myself. <laughs> Holy Christ. Wow. I think nerd. you just blew up his brain. I, it was It was really... But I would okay, say well, the so- most inappropriate things, like right in the middle of like holding court. And I'd like say something you like... You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I would like run away. Or like at one point there was like this like evil girl like trying to get near me. And I'm like, vagina dentata! And like ran... <laughs> And they're like, what the hell? Well, okay, com- complete sidebar. Have you seen Knights of Badass them yet? No, I haven't. You gotta see that movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's a few LARPing. Yeah, it's it, actually you know what? It's a LARPing version of the original Evil Dead. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Okay, that's the best way I can put it because yeah. it's got the horror and it's got the comedy and it's a very thin line that it dances between the two of them and it's got a great cast. It's a Hysterical. Yeah. And it's it's got those LARPing moments where lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> so yeah, but okay, let's get back on point. So where is like do you 
I'm still trying to figure out what the issue of the of. Well, of... here's the thing. Okay, I think I've kind of got an idea of this. Mm-hmm. The reason why you're probably getting questioned on your credentials is mm-hmm. because in our universe, it's predominantly male. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you know, like you know, we don't question each other because it's two geeks at a comic book shop flipping through comics or looking at whatever statues or whatever, and and going, and then a female walks in and it's like, dear eyes, you're like, what? What the hell is that? Right, and, because know, it's it's the old it's the old adage that. Every stereotype is based on a truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So with with the stereotype of a geek, especially predominantly for guys, it's you never get laid. You live in the basement of your parents' you know house. Mm-hmm. Um, you're socially inept. You don't know how to talk to girls. The moment you see a girl, you'll come in your pants. Mm-hmm. So like the moment a girl would walk into a comic book store, it, it was. I mean, not for me. I don't know about for you. Like when I was in a comic book store and I saw a girl walk in, I wasn't like a a girl. Like, I didn't automatically... He was too busy getting her phone My Well, yeah, actually, I kind of was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but, I mean, right away, you automatically assume she's somebody's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and she usually is there to see somebody, mm-hmm. usually dating the guy behind the counter who's all gothed out and who's in a fucking band. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because that's what those guys that worked behind the counters were. That working in working a comic book store, you either were, you know, like, angry... Like you, it was kind of like I'm only doing this to so I can pay for my band's T-shirts, man. Yeah, you right. know, like they never really took themselves seriously because mm-hmm. comic books were never taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So, like as Ed said, there's a certain stereotype stigma that's yeah. associated with geeks that it's predominantly male, mm-hmm. predominantly socially inept when it comes to the female category. Mm-hmm. So whenever a girl does enter in with technically like a boys' club, mm-hmm. and I'm air quoting that, yeah. Right away, she gets questioned because in our own circle, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, you can't be real because it's like finding a fucking unicorn that shits gold pieces. Yeah, right. You know, like, I think every culture has that. I was about to say, because I I actually read a book about punk culture and it was, <clears throat> I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but basically the girls who were in the early punk rock scene kind of had the same thing happen where if they, if they dressed in punk, um, you know, in, in, in sort of a punk way, regardless of what level of commitment they were, they, you know, they were either called dykes or they were ugly, or if they were pretty girls, you know, regardless of what they look like, they were getting questioned on their credentials. Right. So it's not, it's definitely not exclusive to, but but I, I feel, I also don't mm -hmm. feel like it's okay. Like, we're using geek girls coming in, but I also think too, culturally it's anybody. I think that that kind of is almost sexually discriminatory in a way, because in a lot of cultures, like, um, okay, let's say I like rap music Mm -hmm. right away. A bunch of black people are going to be like, well, what kind of rap bands do you like? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a white guy going, I like rap music. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, you're a juggalo, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I may look a certain type. Or maybe because I am playing a ICP song on my radio mm-hmm. right away. You're a fucking juggalo, you fucking loser. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I think that culturally, like when you have a group of people who like the same things, anybody who doesn't come in from the norm, like even African Americans have that way about their own culture. Mm-hmm. Irish people have their way about their mm-hmm. own culture. Polish, German. I think that any I'm, geek is a culture. It's, you know, yeah. I think the problem with the women stereotype is the fact that because unfortunately it is like if you are a geek girl, you should be 
of a bigger cow. Like you were technically stereotyped mm-hmm. as an overweight, unattractive girl mm-hmm. who was socially inept, probably with glasses or braces, mm-hmm. who couldn't get laid to save her life. Mm-hmm. Now, and again, it's like the male version of guys. Cause, yeah. You know, geek guys, mm-hmm. fat, ugly, you know, couldn't get laid because they didn't know how to deal with normal people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that when. I think that stereotype kind of carries it over just because it's gotten more popular in scope. Yeah. That I think people now, you know, look at that and kind of go, well, that's wrong. Well, yeah, you're right. It is wrong. But something that we've been dealing with for mm-hmm. so long that we either, like, you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen kind of yeah. deal. Like, right. you know. I also kind of wonder, too, if it's just the fact that, you know, as as time progresses, you know, we're becoming more and more of a connected society where things become trends and fads so quickly now and it's yes. and it's like everybody all of a sudden right. everybody's an expert but, about everything right but as 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 socially connectable we are mm-hmm. the more um personally solid secluded we are mm-hmm. because because we're socially by computers and all mm-hmm. that i can insult a person online and yeah. not know i hurt their feelings yes you know so as much as as connected as we are we're still completely oblivious to that person's personal Oh, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, but it, you know, and this was the, the art, you know, one of the arguments in the articles, you know, about fake geek girls going away is the fact that all of a sudden everybody's an expert about everything. And, well, yeah. And, you you know, you can't... But see, it, 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 it goes to people who, you know, spent years and years and years, like, doing research and reading and blah, 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 and all of a sudden the internet's there. It's like, you but know, at the it, same time... The the issue for me, like, I kind of get it, like, okay, you know, we spent years building up our knowledge base and becoming experts about whatever the subject matter is that we're geeks about. But, again, I don't feel it's fair to target fake geek girls. Uh, okay, you see, know, because it, it, it I, could happen see, regardless see, of gender. I think the reason why fake geek girls are getting all the play mm-hmm. is because it's a great buzzword. mm Okay, because I've been in a room full of guys who, if my opinion on X Men is different than his opinion on X Men, I'm the loser mm-hmm. because my opinion doesn't match his opinion. Mm-hmm. That's the real crux of the problem. I think mm-hmm. is that it because that culture is so big, and my love for Spider Man is different than his love for mm-hmm. Spider Man or your love for Spider Man. So yeah. if you go, I love the amazing Spider Man too, I'm be like, fuck you, you don't know Spider Man yeah. then. Like it's like those people who get all their knowledge from Batman from the Christopher Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, fuck you, you don't know shit from Shinola. When, when and then have to turn around the and those are the same people that would go and insult Ben Affleck yeah. looking badass in that suit yeah. going, he looks fucking fat. Then you really don't know what Batman's mm-hmm. supposed to look like. But then again, who yeah. am I to say that you're right and I'm wrong? And the thing is, that, and this is one thing I do love about geek culture, <laughs> at least the people that I know. Like, if I told, talk to Chrissy about, say, a Wes Craven film, I don't know all his films. I'm, right. I, I, I'm no, nowhere near an expert. But she could tell me, oh, yeah, check out this and this and this and this and this. Right. You and, know, like and she, most people and are give like that. Me, yeah. And that's one thing I like. Like, I like the fact. I've always enjoyed the fact that I could go and say, you know, and you've made recommendations. Like I could say, I want to learn about X and chances are somebody out there is willing to say, okay, if you want to learn about this, go check out this. And it'll become one thing will lead to the other. And and that's how you build a knowledge base. But I feel like 
And and I have like stopped talking to people. Like if I say I want to learn about this, and they're like, well, "What the fuck? You don't, you know?" Like if if you say to me like, you know, what's your opinion on Spider Man? I say I don't really have one, but I'm interested in learning. You know, like if if you know, I I think I would probably be turned a, turned away from the idea of going and learning anything about Spider Man. Is if you know if you came and said. What the fuck do you mean? You never well, heard of Spider-Man and blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. Now, t- okay, this is how I kind of, like, and maybe I'm using, I'm going way, I'm falling into my own hypocrisy by saying this, is that I feel like those people who do the loudest bitching mm-hmm. are the ones who are not the real geeks. Mm. Because to me, like, because we are a community and because there's more people out there willing to kind of like, how many times we've we been to a comic book convention and you and I wound up getting talked to by some of the wackiest people ever. <laughs> but because yeah. we're, we are there as a society, as a cultural, to celebrate what we all like, mm-hmm. and the real geek kind of appreciates, you know what? Just because you don't know as much about Spider-Man as I do, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll tell you what do you need to know. Yeah. Like, there's that camaraderie, and I think that happens between males and females and, you know, race, sex. Yeah. You know, I think that that, and it's the... The newer crowd of geeks who take their mm-hmm. their geekdom from what's being spoon fed to them mm-hmm. through television and media that automatically yeah. assume that because you're not a hot chick, you don't have the right to cosplay. Where a, an older seasoned geek mm-hmm. would be like, "Dude, that's fucking badass." And that's and that's exactly what I feel like. This whole fake geek girl thing it's it's a need for me. It feels like a knee jerk reaction to the commodification and the the mainstreaming of geek culture. But not all like, not all fake geek girls are quote unquote hot, I think. And we were talking about this before you guys came into the room. We were saying, you know, like like society itself takes a buzz thing and like sucks it dry. Like vampires, you know, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. like that was Dechet. Yeah. Right. Now, now we're going through that with Walking Dead and zombies, right? Or uh, teen teen books, Hunger Games, Twilight, Hunger Games, Twilight, all going back to Harry Potter, right? We're even going as far as like the Batman's and the Supermans, and the, you can buy a Superman shirt at Walmart, mm-hmm. right? Now, whereas right. back in the day, you probably had to like order it from the mail mm-hmm. or whatever. But see, now I can also take that another step too. Is like, okay, everyone in this room is not your stereotype supermodel. No. Okay? God forbid if I could find a shirt that I like that'll fucking fit me at a convention center. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're selling smalls or mediums or even mm-hmm. larges at comic book conventions when the average person there has got to be at least a 3X. I say that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Because, you, know, I mean, but like, and, and now granted, you know, I've I've literally worked my ass off like i've done you know a lot of of you know to try and lose weight but i you know when i was when i was a little bit bigger i had the exact same problem and even now i still have the problem sometimes like finding women's shirts that actually fit i'm I'm large chested i have to wear in a women's size i wear between a large and an extra large depending on the cut right and a lot of these baby doll tees because I'm so big up top, I have to get like a right, 2X but, and they don't sell 2X. Right, but right now, if you didn't mention that your breasts were big and you said you had to wear a large, an extra large mm-hmm. t-shirt, right away somebody out there went, oh, she's fat. Yeah. Because they don't see you. Mm-hmm. But that's like when I went when we went to the horror con and I saw you there, 
um, I was talking to Vince's Price's daughter, you know, and she was selling, selling T-shirts. And mm-hmm. I asked her what was the largest T-shirt. She, that's the first question I had coming mm-hmm. out of my mouth. And she was like, I have up to four X's. And I was like, you know what? Fucking finally. Yeah. I'll take, I would buy, literally buy just all your shirts if I had the money. Yeah. Because there were, she was selling shirts my size. Yeah. But I could walk like two boots over and go, oh my God, that's a badass shirt. What's the largest you have? Double X. Yeah. Fright rags. I'm just saying, I'm going to throw it out there. Fright rags. Um, My my fiance (laughs) is is a five X respectively. And, um, they they do and you can actually if you are uh, in a convention that they're going to right. you can contact them order the shirts that you want if because they don't bring every single right. design and they will bring those shirts that you ordered um excellent excellent and they're a little bit pricier well, but more material right but yeah. also but also I'm the one that washes my fiance's clothes and they don't fall apart yeah I just so, found their website so I'm posting it to right. yeah please cool. do because they have they have bigger sizes and they're but, Great. So I think like when it comes to the geek culture, I think that there's we have no matter how close we are as a community, we are still exercised mm-hmm. by our own people because they only sell shirts certain sizes. A girl, if they want to like if you want to dress up like a sexy Indiana Jones, somebody who's an Indiana Jones fan is going to be insulted by that mm-hmm. because it's not a dude doing it. Yeah. I mean, okay, those people I always consider to be fake geeks. Yeah, and for me, a fake and geek. Yeah, they're elitist. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, dude, that's the reason why you still live in the basement of your mother's house. For me, a fake geek is somebody who is not open to, not open to, number one, learning more, you know, or learning about things that they, like, they, I'm always willing to acknowledge the things that I don't know that much about. And if it's something that I'm interested in, I'm going to say, hey, I want to learn more about this. Can you point me in the right direction? If it's something I'm not really that interested in, then, you know, like, I openly admit I'm not really that interested in Star Wars. Like, right. you know, it's, it's now, just not and, and you were almost murdered. I'm just saying. I was. She, saying... she was literally holding <laughs> a, a knife to my throat. A lightsaber, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 when you say that, a little part of me went fucking bitch <laughs> but at the same time it was time, a bigger like, part for me <laughs> my tires are actually flat in the parking lot yeah. um, but I mean at, but at the same time I'm willing to acknowledge and recognize its place within geek culture and history you know and I mean when I I, I would never slam it you know, right. I mean, I might make I might make a little bit of fun at it, but it's it's I don't not, like the, I don't it's like not the meant to ones. be malicious. That's just me. I don't like the new ones. I'm more, I'm, there, I'm a classic. I'm a classic. I, I think that depends on your age. I, I do think I that's agree. an age like like I grew up on those first three. Those to me are the original iconic trilogies. Mm-hmm. The other the second three are so, like are like cheap imitations. Yeah, almost yeah. it feels like. I mean, it, it has its moment. It's a great. A lot of technical leaps and bounds that that moved those right. three. So not, now I'm as much as I didn't like the second three. There were some really nice moments that I liked in those three. Mm-hmm. I am frothing at the mouth to see what J.J. Abrams does with them now. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, because like some people are going to go, "Oh, he's, they, they don't like him," so they automatically think the movies are going to suck. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? He's pretty consistent with his quality of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some people people who like his stuff tend to like all of his stuff. I even liked Super 8. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> and Mission Impossible 3. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, because he has a style and I like that look and, you know, like some right now, some, right now some elitist nerds going, J.J. Abrams fucking ruined Star Trek with fucking lens flares. 
which and he even admitted that he kind of yeah. overdid the lens flare. Yeah, but my, you know, but at the same time, it's you know the the movie itself. Right. I thought was good. The storyline was good. The you know the right, I, but I yeah, but the, but the yeah, but the thing is, the, the elitists like who are taking it's when someone takes your childhood stuff mm-hmm. and then they change it. Like okay, we were just talking Maleficent. Mm-hmm. How many we read an article where people mm-hmm. hated Maleficent yeah. because it wasn't too close to Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, and like again, fu- and it, I mean even Gem and the Holograms, right? You know, I'm shitting a brick over fucking Gem and the Holograms. I, I don't know how I feel about Gem and the Holograms, oh. but I will tell you that I liked Maleficent. I'm just, I, I, I so far I we loved all, we it. We all loved Maleficent. He liked it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it, and I cried, and my fiance laughed at me. I'm just Say, I mean, there's, I cried a little. I cried. Did you a little bit? Because I was really, I did. yeah. I, I, I cried twice, like full on sobbing. I'm secure enough in my manhood to go. There was specifically one scene where I was like, son of a bitch, I'm crying. <laughs> but then again, I'm also going, son of a bitch, it's Angelina Jolie. I just want to bang the hell out of her. It's, like, so, <laughs> it's so crazy because I was going in with all these like crazy preconceived notions and then it was such so beautifully told and i thought wow you know i'd like to see the reimagining of other right other things like that yeah like like wicked and the wizard of oz so i'm I'm gonna gonna sum it up like this look okay you want to dress like indiana jones dress like indiana jones you want to sexify him up you know what sexify him up because there's some people out there who think harrison ford was sexy Mm -hmm. or who he is sexy yeah so why not like so why not you know, I'll admit, I was sitting there through through that whole movie going, this is a fucking hot guy. And right. he's still, I still feel he, like he's attractive for an older right. guy. So I'm going to say, like, if there's, if you are, don't be concerned about the person who's going to bitch. If you're walking through looking like, I have no idea what your outfit's going to mm-hmm. look like. It could be the standard. I've seen it done a million times. Mm-hmm. The hat, the whip, the shirt tied into a bow, mm-hmm. you know, and... Tight jeans or shorts, kind of a la Lara Croft kind of look. You know what? If nobody, someone, by the way, nobody has seen my full costume yet. All right, so if somebody wants to bitch at you mm-hmm. because you're doing that, then those people are the, the the scum of the geek world. Yeah, because either they've you know they've never been involved in it, or they take their own personal um, attitude towards their their movie and their mm-hmm. own opinion because they it's like. I love this character so much that now I feel like you're insulting that character because you want to be a girl dressing up as Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what? There was a girl, Indiana Jones. It was called Lara Croft. You know? So technically, you know, dude, yeah. like, there's something for everybody. You should dress however you want to dress. Go mm-hmm. however you want to go. And if you feel like like someone's going to look down on you, mm-hmm. fuck them. You don't need it because... What it comes down to is your own personal confidence mm-hmm. to be able to pull that outfit off. Yeah. If you look in the mirror and go, you know what? I like the way I look. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what kind of come, what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should, if, you know, those people who matter won't mind and those who mind don't matter. Yeah. Right. Oh! Confused. Oh! Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh. All right. <sighs> See, and for me, it's it's... I, I feel the whole fake geek girl thing. Like I said, it's it's a knee jerk reaction against the commodification. You know, the the fact that being a geek has gone mainstream. And um, you know, Chrissy and I were talking about this during the break. I feel like once this is no longer a fad, once this is no longer, you know, because things do go 
Well, the SH you know, comes, I but I, f- I feel like the people well, who... <laughs> you look like you're having a heart attack over there. Like, like shut the fuck up, Erica. I'm just stretching my neck, that's all. Um, I feel like once it is no longer necessarily cool to be a geek, if it ever goes out of style, it's possible uh, and, and, it'll and stay you know around forever. You know when it'll go out of style? The mm. moment the first Marvel movie bombs. Mm. Because, that's true. Because once they can't realize, they can't capitalize on the mm-hmm. geek culture, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to go back to regular yeah. stream. And I think that the people who... The alpha betas will win again. <laughs> yeah, the, the people who are... The people who... For them, this is not just going to the movies, but it is part yeah. of their life. It's part of what makes them whole, you know, like, whole and happy. Before before The Walking Dead ever came out, there was a little-known movie called Boondock Saints. Yeah. Yes. You know, what's-his-face? Um, Norman Reedus mm-hmm. had a nice cult following. Mm-hmm. You know, had a nice line. Mm-hmm. The moment The Walking Dead hit is the moment his popularity tripled. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you know yeah. what? Once The Walking Dead is done, you're going to have people who remember that show and love it and love him for it. Mm-hmm. But then sooner or later, those people are going to fade yeah. because people are going to go, I still remember Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, like I noticed now that him and Sean Patrick Flannery aren't torn as much as Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker because the two of them were brothers in The Walking Dead. They did do at the chiller that I was just at recently. um, We call them SPF. Um, SPF and Norman Reedus were together um, in the same room, but I could get... I mean, granted, I was friends with um, Sean Patrick Flannery's handler. That's a whole other story. Hi, Mandy. Anyway, um, (laughs) but um, Norman had a line... That like went through the hallway yeah. and out the door. You could get to Sean. You didn't have to wait long right. at all. Yeah. Right. And here's to get to Sean. Another, another thing I noticed too is the you can kind of tell how pop culture is by the people who are showing up. Because mm-hmm. at the last convention they had Carl, mm-hmm. you know, there. You can tell the people who were there because they're fans of mm-hmm. horror that genre versus the teeny boppers who I felt like it was a combination of. Oh my God, it's Carl. I literally felt like it was, you know, chicks going to a Manson concert. Yeah, it was. You know, it was like teeny boppers going to a Justin Bieber concert and winding up at a Marilyn Manson concert because they look so different. They stood out like sore thumbs and you went, you know what? Wasn't for that show. You fucking wouldn't even be here. Know your role and know your place because those mm-hmm. those people that were there for him wound up being some of yeah. the rudest motherfuckers on the planet so Earth. So rude. Because you yeah. know what? They don't live in our world. They're mm-hmm. there for the popularity of that guy. Yeah. Which, granted, gets great. You know what? And it hey, it's money in his pocket. That's right. how he, that's how he makes but his living. It's but... a draw for the shows. You know. Yeah. Bless those poor convention people that have to bring the draw to bring the money right? keep when, their shows going. But as far yeah. as when you go into a horror convention or you go into a comic book convention that's normally not outside of your realm, know you're in a completely different world yeah. and we run that world. Yeah. The moment you realize <laughs> that you're being rude and you're being ignorant, you should be called out on it because yeah. chances are you don't belong there in the first no, place. You're I, there because like this year at the comic convention has got some really big fucking stars. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm like Nathan Fillion, David Boreanaz. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people are going to mm-hmm. be there because they're Bones fans versus Buffy fans? Yeah. You know, I'm, I would be how, there for both. Like, and now, you know? now there's going to be a fight in the parking for lot. Na- Bones, Bones, Buffy, Buffy well, Bones, yeah, but you th- Buffy. If you think that's bad, Nathan Fillion's going to mm-hmm. be there. I'm a huge fan of Firefly and Castle. Yeah. So, and Castle's been around longer than Firefly at mm-hmm. this point. 
So, like, are you going to have more people there to see him because he's Rick Castle versus, I, you know... Malcolm? Yeah, Malcolm. From, you know, from Firefly. Yeah. So, it's like... My fiancé loves... He's like, we should name our son... Like, when we have kids, he's like, we should name our son Malcolm. I'm right. like, oh, my God. Like, okay. <laughs> like, so, like, there's... So, like, when... If you're coming there because you're a Castle fan, mm-hmm. know that you're about to step into a world that's completely out of your realm of comfortability. Yeah. So if you see a chick or a dude, half-naked dude, run around painted green, don't judge him because you don't fucking know that world. Yeah. So, right. you know, mind your manners because you will get fucked up. And even... It's, <laughs> no, it's so true because, yeah. I mean, for as, like, geeky as we all are, like... We're vicious. We're pretty it's, fucking it's, vicious. It's, I call well, it's, it, it's, it's the it's, married with children syndrome. We'll fucking bust on each other's chops all yeah. day long. But the moment someone attacks the family, fuck you. We all gang up on you. Yep. Like, you're done. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say real quick also, like, talking about, like, fake and non-fake beautiful geeks... Um, do you guys know that Adrian Curry is like the biggest geek ever? Do you know who she is? Yeah. I know the name. I probably She was on face. My Fair Brady. Hold she on. was on America's Next Top Model. Pulling up photos for you guys. Thank you. Because the was... last name sounds Ooh, familiar. Oh, sweet Jesus. She's, she's hot. a hot mama. She but let me tell you. She was in real life. There was a stars. And she was fine. Oh, yeah. Night. She's married to Peter Brady. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, not she's anymore. not. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other Playboy, story. Playboy playmate. Super fucking hottie. Yeah. yeah when she said she was a geek. Big fucking geek. All of the geek guys went. She is in. We got one. She's in the like, slave, slave Leia, Leia costume. Yeah. yeah. Well, with Olivia Munn's another one. The mm-hmm. moment a hot chick enters the geek realm, it's like holy crap! Hot girls are coming in. We're not stuck with you know like like a certain stereotype. Granted, it's not. It, it's, You're getting a Daphne versus a Velma. Yeah, we're yeah. getting Daphne's versus God Velma. Damn it! But then again, <laughs> but you know what? But by the same token, you guys have been stuck with Shaggy's for fucking ever. Like I've yet to see a fucking Fred walk in going, dude. I'm a hot geek. Whoa, dude. Like, unless they're also part jock and go, dude. I think Iron Man fuck rock balls. The movie or the comic book? The movies. There's a Get comic the book? fuck out. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, there was a comic? Like, like, like people who go, oh. it from? When people go, oh, I loved, you know, Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. I loved History of Violence. I love, you know, um, From Hell. You, you can look at them and go, you know, there were there were graphic novels? Yeah. Huh? They were? Yeah. The Crow was a graphic novel. Right. Hello. You know, but there are, there are movies like, I just like, I saw Edge of Tomorrow. Based on a book. I was like, son of a bitch. I didn't See, know. I, I think the where where that draws the line between people who are in it because a movie's out, you know, versus people who are true geeks, you know, if if I'm gonna use that term, would be, you know, if if you said to me, Blast. say V for Vendetta. Right. V for mm-hmm. Vendetta was a graphic novel. Right. Really? You know, like Right, I, but it's got a superhero in it. If you pull a movie that comes out like Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. it's a gangsters gangster mm-hmm. movie. No one would have known that that was a graphic novel. I didn't know that was a graphic novel until you just said it. Right. I'm you like, know? history of violence. Yeah. I'm like, you're a geek, huh? I'm like, holy crap, that, <laughs> was, a, that was a graphic novel? you got to be kidding me. People yeah. do not, there are some people that didn't even know that The Walking Dead was a graphic novel. Right. Like, still very healthy and issues coming out all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not and over. It's, when you but, mention it, people go, wait, it's a comic book? Oh, or is a comic book based on the TV show? I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 sir, no. But yeah. I, f- I feel like it's a good educational moment for that person, and then they can say, right. Like, but a lot, oh, of- I didn't like. For me, I would say I didn't know that. And then depending on how interested I really was in the subject, like right. if it was Walking Dead, I've never seen an episode. Well, like, a, like, like I might go read it. 
Well, like I said earlier, yeah. it's like Batman turned 75 this year. Mm-hmm. How many people have picked up The Killing Joke mm-hmm. or The Long Halloween mm-hmm. or Hush versus, dude, Christian Bale's the bomb is fucking Batman. Yeah. Dude, fuck you. See, like, I'm sorry, but Michael Keaton's my favorite. Batman. See, and that's I'm what's, just saying. That's like that's an argument. Like you know, yeah. that's a val- like, That's a geek argument. I, I'm we'll right go. there. I'm, Jack I'm Nicholson is the Joker. Right. But right now, see. Hey, look, I'm sorry. Right. You know I'm what? Sorry. I'm ooh, I'm I'm torn on that. But see, one. like, but that's the because Heath Ledger once once Heath Ledger yeah, came out. But you know what? Both Jokers have a place. Mm-hmm. Like there is And Cesar Romero. Yeah, say, right. Cesar Romero was the bomb. Right. Cesar Romero. I love the fact that he painted it? over that mustache. Uh, Frank Gorsham will always be a better, better Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you know, than Jim sure. Carrey. But it's because sure. we haven't seen a new updated version of the Riddler. Yeah. But I'm saying they're all valid. But the fake geek person is mm-hmm. going to try to shove their opinion down your throat. Yeah. Like, 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 I may not know a lot about the X-Men. Mm-hmm. He does. If I enjoy an X-Men movie, it's because I'm enjoying the movie. Yeah. But he'll go, that's not the way it fucking happened. Like, when we saw, <laughs> like, when we saw Days of Future Past, yeah. he's a huge fan of the novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never read it. Every time I try to read it, I find it fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Why, I don't know. Yeah. But watching the movie, I felt it entertained. Yeah. I know that Kitty Pryde's when it goes back in time. Mm-hmm. Where she got the fucking mind power from, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know that going in... I would have been like, oh, okay, it's a great movie because yeah. what the hell, it's it's a good movie. But as a Puritan, mm-hmm. oh fuck no! All Kitty Pryde can do is walk through walls. She yeah. can't just go. Woo, 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 See, and back for and me, die. you know, my my background in X Men is the cartoon, you right? Know, because I I I raised my my cousins on it, you know, watching it with them every day, and I got hooked on it. But never to the point, you know, and again, it goes to the, the whole idea of, you know, buying comic books and blah, sure. blah, blah. I never got to that point. So for me going in, I didn't have any ideas of, of you know, the, the purity of it. You know, I'm sh- I, I, you know, if you ask me, I would say, yeah, chances are re- like not knowing chances are really good. Something was changed, you know, but I enjoyed it from a from a, you know, from a consumer, from a geek. Right. You know, like. Geek culture and from from just you know just a general movie watcher, I enjoyed the film. Right, you know. Um, but on the flip side, Phantom of the Opera, like I've read the book, I've read you know different iterations of the book, I've seen every film there is, you know. So when I go and I see a new film, I think the last one came out in two thousand four with Gerard Butler. Like for me, that is where I start nitpicking things, well, and, and I can't watch Hannibal. Mm. can't watch it it just isn't the same i can totally you know i've read all the novels mm-hmm. i've seen the all the movies mm-hmm. and the moment they brought that that show up i was like oh my god i can't wait to see it within the first episode i was screaming at the tv I, my, I, my dad I, and I, I you know what i can't do it Again. i was like that's not what happens that yeah. that relationship doesn't fucking belong and it i got so mad yeah i refused to watch it everyone everyone that i've read Oh, it got picked up for a second season. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Did you guys even read the goddamn books? You know what? I didn't read the books, but I didn't like the show. Right. I didn't think it was very well done. You know, some people love it. And they think, yeah. or the Bates Motel. I'm like, when the fuck did this town get so fucked up? Because I tried watching. Yeah. I got I got more episodes in the Bates Motel than I did Hannibal. Mm. Because I kind of like, you know, I was just like, again. Now, to me, like, if you want to know the story of Norman Bates, watch Psycho 4. Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, is one of the best Psycho movies yeah. ever done. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. You know, Sleepy Hollow, the, the, the TV show. 
very, 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 very loosely based on the book. I've read the book, you know. Well, that's like and True I love Blood. It's True Blood. Somewhere, it's like the first little, season is is the book, and that's or it. Game it's, of Thrones. It's not even close. Like yeah. there's there's the character of Lafayette dies in the, book. In the yeah. first book, like third page in, called it a day. However, I cannot imagine True Blood now without Lafayette. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing character. Same way with Dexter. Yeah. Read the books, love the character. I really wish they did some of the stuff in the books that in the mm-hmm. TV show. But you know what? You sometimes have to dumb it down for the general audience. Yeah, yeah but and the it, ending of that sucked. I'm just saying. And they kind of did that with V for Vendetta too, where it wasn't so much dumbing down as they took they took the idea well, that Alan Moore too. and they kept it. But they had, to, you know, given that V for Vendetta was written in the 80s for a Margaret Thatcher audience, they had to update it right. for, when did it come out, 2006? Yeah. Something like that. Um, they had to update it for the times. And that's kind of understandable. You know, you got a 30-year gap there. Well, well even Watchmen, you know, they, yeah. it was more believable as a nuclear threat than a giant fucking squid in New York. Yeah. And there, I mean, there are some, there are some points where, <coughs> you know, I sort of have to divorce, say, you know, Phantom of the Opera again. Right. I have to divorce the book from all the films that were ever created because the only one that comes even remotely close to the original source material is the 1925 one with Mary Phillips and Lon Chaney. Right. That is the only one that comes even remotely close. Every other one just, it takes right. the characters and it takes the location and then just builds its own story. But in a way, it kind of ends up working like the the one with Robert Englund. Nowhere even fucking near. I mean, they got time traveling and right. concussions and blah, 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 you know. None that's of that like, was in the original well, I mean, book, but it was like still Dracula done. too. Yeah, the TV I mean, show Dracula. All of a sudden, yeah, I couldn't watch that because I knew the moment it was like the moment you make a, an iconic figure a television show. I'm like, you know what? It's not going to work. Like, um, I have I've been dancing around watching Petty Dreadful, Petty Dreadful. Yeah, I I, I heard see it's it. really I good, but I'm, I watched Rosemary's Baby. How was it? That okay? So let me just say. Make it the, quick because we need there, to get a break. There is nobody <laughs> that loves Rosemary's Baby as much as I do. The original version. It's reimagined. They explain a lot more, whereas in the first one, it leaves a lot to the imagination. So I enjoyed their um, explanation of things, but it's hard to to bring it to a a modern, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do releases of the week and get a little nerd news in. Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Yay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the end of part two. Hope you found it informative and interesting and thought-provoking and humorous. All tied into a bow of cosplay. There you go. Uh, see, I'm back. <laughs> Enough goofies I can not talk. <laughs> goofies likes to talk in a microphone while Galant goes off and murders thousands. It was a return on E! Hollywood True Story, the horror behind the humor. We talk about how Galant sub. <laughs> We call it, put subliminal messaging into every podcast. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I thought it. I just didn't know. I just thought he was being funny. <laughs> but it was a weird laugh. <laughs> Remember, kids, anarchy reigns. Huh? I just thought it was his catchphrase. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I was too busy coloring. I was looking pay attention to the pretty lights on the board. <laughs> yeah, well. So anyway, for more fun and adventure, 
tune in to part three, where we actually, in my own fault, kind of re it re hit on the cosplay issue with a personal kind of story about how I feel some people can act that kind of warranted shitty reactions. Yeah. 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 Is that the best way I can put it? No. Yeah, I guess. Not really. <laughs> best way to put it is okay, you got pissed off at why like the hot chicks are okay when it's the hot guy hitting on them, but when it's the the schlub Geek guy going, you look pretty. They always get turned. They get you know looked at like they're scum of the earth. There you go. You know they get look like they're gallants. Well, you know goofuses. <laughs> while the gallants with their six pack abs are hacking them up and throwing them in dumpsters. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. See the guy tied it all together. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. So if you enjoy this, please listen to part three. Where we talk a little bit more about cosplay, and then we bring you releases of the week, and I give you a well, very... Well, don't give it all away, because you still got to do it. Well, no, I was going to say where I give a revealing tale oh, about okay. my uh, review right. on a new video game, and as well as a milestone in my life as a gamer. Okay. Huh? 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 You leave it to go out there, goofus. Okay. Uh, can, I know how to lead the people. All right. <laughs> okay. You know best. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That's right, goofus. <laughs> but if you want to contact Sean at anything we talked about, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Erica, you can contact her at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> That's Erica with a K. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to contact me, you can contact me at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I forgot. I guess you did send me first. I should have done you, and you could have done Erica. I completely, I lost I it there. I don't you said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, when we do the whole sign-off, like, you I say, Sean at wordswithgeeks.com, then I do it's Ed at wordswithgeeks.com, and then you do it's Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. I completely, I was too lost in the world of Galant. <laughs> <sighs> So, yeah, if you want to listen to us, catch us live on Sunday nights, which I don't know why, because all the fun stuff happens when we're doing the liners. <laughs> <laughs> you never would have gotten Goofus and Gallant in, on, in studio nope. because it kind of popped up now. <laughs> yes. And I had to educate Ed. <laughs> See, he learned something today. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so... Again, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And while you're at it, go to our Facebook page and like us. Also, recommend us to a friend and have them like our page. Yes. And if you want to, go to (laughs) wordswithgeeks.com to download or stream our podcast. Yes. This podcast. Old and new and future episodes. Past, present, and future. Ooh. Yeah. Or you can go to iTunes and download it that way as well. Or if you look at our About Us or Where to Find Us page on our, our Facebook page, yes. it'll give you a nice list of where to be able to find our free podcast. Yes. It's always free, folks. It'll be free forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, listen to us live on Sundays, 7 to whenever the fuck we feel like it. <laughs> Um, Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tuned In, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. We want to try that again? Yes. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. <laughs> okay, folks, remember, don't be a goofus, be a galat. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good.
pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 